0: Hello and welcome to the New Zealand Initiative podcast. My name is Amanda Boyd and I'm joined today by Executive Director Dr Oliver Hartwich. Hello. Hi Amanda. Today we want to talk about your newsroom article, Europe's Path to Mexico's Debt Crisis. Last week there was an interesting interest rate decision from the European Central Bank to raise interest rates. Tell me about that.
1: Well, it was the first time that the European Central Bank increased interest rates in 11 years. So, I mean, like many other central banks around the world, the ECB had a very loose approach to monetary policy. They also printed a lot of money effectively under so-called quantitative easing. But this is coming to an end now because inflation in the Eurozone has reached 8.1%. And at that stage, the European Central Bank has to counteract that inflation and therefore they're increasing interest rates. So they announced... In July, they will stop the asset purchase program, while go quantitative easing. They have also announced that in July, they would increase interest rates by 25 basis points. And they've signaled that in September, they would do that again, another 25 basis points. This is actually quite a significant change for the ECB. It's a bit late to the party. The Federal Reserve in America has already increased interest rates. Even the RBA in Australia has done that now. And of course, in New Zealand, we already have 2% OCR, official cash rate. So the ECB is a bit late to the interest-raising party, but it has started in Europe now.
0: And so what does that mean for the Italian finances?
1: (laughs) Well, that is the big question, really, and that was actually what I was writing my column about. The ECB is in a really difficult position because on the one hand, it has to do what it is doing, namely increasing interest rates to counteract inflation. On the other hand, that creates all sorts of collateral damage as well. So... You take the case of Italy. Italy is a heavily indebted country, so government debt in Italy is about one and a half times its annual economic output. It's a gigantic sum. And if you're the Italian finance minister, the last few years still were not too bad because you could borrow quite easily. Not just because the ECB basically bought all your bonds, but also because the yields on these bonds, 10-year Italian government bond yields, were down to about half a percent. That has changed now because markets are anticipating that it's going to become increasingly difficult for Rome to refinance because the ECB is no longer a player in the market. And therefore, Italian government bond yields, um, actually, when I wrote the um, column on Sunday night, stood at 3.8%. As we're recording this today on Tuesday, they are already above 4 So you can see that markets are already pricing this in. Now, put yourself in the position of the Italian finance minister, If you are presiding over 150% debt to GDP and you only have to pay 0.5% on 10-year government bonds, well, that's about 0.75, 0.8% roughly of your GDP that you have to finance out of your budget. If interest rates are going to 4% and your debt hasn't changed, you're suddenly paying about 6% of GDP just in interest. And that is a massive headache for the Italian finance minister. And there is no help coming anymore because the ECB is no longer buying your bonds. So I think this could become quite a difficult situation. It could drive countries like Italy to the brink or actually beyond.
0: So in your article, you draw some comparisons between Italy in '22 and Mexico in 1982. How is the ECB on the same path?
1: Well, I thought it's um, the most obvious parallel, because um, if we remember, the 1970s and uh, 80s were also a time of high inflation, of stagflation actually, where the economy didn't really move much anymore, where there was still high inflation, and in America, the problem was particularly bad until the Federal Reserve had a new chair, and that was Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker came in and wanted to fight inflation, and he did this in the most aggressive way, increasing interest rates to really eye-watering levels, 20%. I mean, <laughs> talk about this today when I mean, 2% OCI in New Zealand is regarded as very high. The Americans had 20% at the peak. What it did was it drove America into recession, and that was pretty much what Volcker wanted to achieve. Because if you have a recession, you break these inflation expectations and therefore you bring inflation down to a manageable level. So for America, it was painful, but it worked. But it had side effects. And the side effects were actually in Latin America. And it started with the Mexican debt crisis in 1982 because what happened, Mexico was heavily indebted, a bit like Italy today. And also Mexico was indebted not in its own currency but in U.S. dollar-denominated bonds. So what happened with Volcker's policies in America was he didn't just fight inflation, he also created an appreciation of the U.S. dollar, it became stronger. That meant not just higher interest loads for Mexico, but also they had to refinance their borrowings in more local currency because U.S. dollar suddenly got more expensive. So for Mexico it was a double whammy, and Mexico effectively went bankrupt. And that was the first of many Latin American um, countries to experience such problems in the 1980s. Um, I mean, others followed, Brazil and Argentina, for example. But in Mexico, 1982, it started. And I'm asking in my column whether Italy is the New Mexico. Because Italy, as I explained earlier, is now also in a position where it sees its borrowing costs explode on the background of a very high level of indebtedness. The next question is actually, will Italy realize at some stage that it has borrowed in a foreign currency? At the moment, this sounds, of course, preposterous because they've borrowed in Euro. And Euro is the common currency for all of Europe, and the Italians have borrowed in their own currency, so they thought. The problem is actually, will the Euro stay together, or will the Italians at some stage wake up in a world in which they realize that they haven't borrowed in their own currency, but in a foreign one? That is if the Euro breaks apart.
0: Will this have an effect on New Zealand?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, everything will always have an effect on New Zealand because the world economy is heavily integrated. But I would say it's not a direct effect. If there are troubles in Europe, of course, they will have repercussions here. And if Europe is entering into really dangerous monetary policy waters, you can expect some movement here. But I think for the time being, this is an intra-European problem. I think the next few years will be very unpleasant for the European Central Bank and actually for Europeans because they will have to live with high inflation rates and a European Central Bank that will struggle to bring them back to normal tolerable levels. But for the time being, I think we've got enough problems of our own in New Zealand and we don't have to worry too much about that just yet. And yet I would say we should watch it with interest.
0: Just going back to the Mexico-Italy comparison, what is the most important lesson to be learned from the example?
1: I think there's a lesson to be learned. You have to be careful when it comes to debt. Obviously, you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you are so heavily indebted that you can't take a modest increase in interest rates. That's the first lesson. The other lesson is actually you have to be really careful about inflation. If inflation expectations build in the market, you have to fight them straight away because the longer you wait, the more difficult it becomes to fight them and the more severe the side effects will be. I think that was the lesson really from the 1970s and early 80s in America. So the Americans waited far too long until it really took the Volcker shock to bring them under control, and it was really, really, really painful. So I think that's one of the reasons why the Federal Reserve has actually started this increase in interest rates a bit earlier than the Europeans did, because they still had this memory relatively fresh from the 1980s, how dangerous and difficult this was and how nasty the side effects became. So if there's one lesson I think that we should all learn from that is that you can't ignore or tolerate a slightly higher level of inflation for too long, because otherwise it will quickly become persistent
0: no doubt you'll be keeping a watchful eye on what happens. so thank you oliver for sharing your opinions today and thank you all for listening
1: thank you